Good morning. It is 427 in the morning. It's time for the daily walk <clears throat> with Hacker Mike on the Stream of Random podcast. And today, we're not going to be totally random. I actually have a plan. So, <clears throat> first of all, it's a clear sky. 36 degrees Fahrenheit with Venus rising in the east. The sound of commerce, people driving to and fro doing their fracking jobs in upstate Pennsylvania. Now, <clears throat> today we're going to talk about podcasting 2.0 and the value tag. And <clears throat> yesterday I mentioned privacy coins. And I did talk about this before in terms of promises to pay. So <clears throat> I'd like to propose a whole twist on the mechanics of the value coin. And I'll just lay it out for you. So I also put this on podcastingindex.social. <clears throat> and I also have been commenting on the AntennaPod thread on this topic because someone already put in the, the ticket for AntennaPod to implement the value coin or the value uh, tag. So I would like to say, first of all, I do think it's a privacy issue. Um, that the user's listening habits will be collected. That this is uh, personal information. What stream you're listening to, at what point, for what minute. And this is valuable. So, <clears throat> I don't see why this has to be streamed in real time at all. And why can't it be aggregated on the client side? Where you say, hey, um, I've collected 500 minutes over the past two months uh, for this particular podcast, and now I want to pay them, right? Or I want to pay them when it reaches a full amount of some kind. So why do they have to be paid immediately? And why does that have to expose information about listening habits? I think <clears throat> on some level, this is information that's desperately wanted by um, streamers or podcasting companies. But it's not necessarily something that's wanted by listeners. We have a uh, dichotomy, a <sighs> we have a um, what's the term? I think a dichotomy is a good term. Um, 
a dialectic between podcast hosting and uh, podcast listeners, the producers and the consumers, the uh, <clears throat> peasants and the landlords, and there will be an eternal fight between them over privacy and um, data. And I think as a podcast listener, more than a producer, because my product is very minimal. It has a very small audience and a very small impact. By the way, I've got a new microphone. I hope it's good. We're trying this out today. But, um... So, let me just cut to the chase. Number one, I don't think we should be streaming our listening habits in real time, period. They don't need this information. And if they want this information, we should have a separate protocol for it. And it's not the value protocol, it's the track the listener protocol. Because someone is going to be able to dig into that information. If you're sending it to a lightning processor or a node, then that node is going to know who you are. Otherwise, they wouldn't be able to validate your transaction. And um, that node will um, have the goods on what podcast you're listening to at what time. And that's valuable information. So if they want that information, we should explicitly send it to them. You know, if you want to share with me what part of the podcast you liked or what part you listened to when you shut it off, when you couldn't stand the hammering anymore and you're like, screw this podcast. Um, If you want to share that with me, that is a separate transaction as opposed to paying me for the podcast. And we shouldn't couple those together because it's much more intrusive. Um, It's much more sensitive. Because if this is being streamed in real time, then you actually know when they listen to it. If you had information on geo-information from the app, you would know where they listen to it. And this is really excessive amounts of information that we don't necessarily want to share. And um, let's say I listen to a podcast. Maybe I don't want that public, that information being public. And maybe I want to publish, I want to send a payment to them without being um, exposed, you know. Same thing for my podcast. Maybe people want to listen to my podcast without being tracked because I got the dope information, but they don't want to be seen as listening to it. And even if it's just held by the podcasting app or the node or whatever, and you could say, oh, we're not going to share this information. Well, there is a temptation to do so. And why do we even have to expose people to that? So, I say... Aggregate the payments. Um, And then it could be a weighted matrix. Where you say, oh, well, 
I'm going to give this much to the podcast index. I'm going to give this much to, you know, different value chains. Sure, I can respect their addresses. But maybe I want to send it to them via Monero. And that would show up on the Lightning chain. So we would need a Monero Lightning Gateway interface, for example, if they want to accept Satoshis. And I want to send them Monero or any other coin. And maybe I don't want it associated with me. So there's that. And if you want the information as to what episodes I listen to, how many minutes, right? Then I can send that as a separate stream. Or I could add that information in and say, oh, well, here, in this billing period, I listen to these minutes of your podcast and these seconds, and I turned it off here, and I had this comment, and it could all be anonymous and set, sent in on a separate channel. It could be packed into some blockchain coin, some data coin of some kind. It would be set on a separate protocol, but I think, I mean, who is this information for? Right? <clears throat> and, um, and even if you just set it at the end of the day, it doesn't have to be real time. Okay. And it doesn't have to be blockchain. And it could be completely anonymous through a separate protocol. But how would you prevent it from being spoofed? So by putting it in the value chain, yes, you could um, you could prevent it from being uh, spoofed and spammed because there's money associated with it, yes. But this again could be aggregated. So depending on what you want to send to them, depending on what you want to send to them and how often, and what level of privacy you want. I think that should be entirely optional. If you want to pay for the fees of privacy, that should be open to you. As long as you're paying the, the fees, um, it won't be spam, because there'll be a cost for spamming. and then everyone is good. So definitely we should support aggregation. So the level one would be aggregated payments, let's say monthly, through a privacy coin, where there's no way to track who is sending you the money. All you know, get is, you know, this many sats came through this Monero proc, uh, gateway for the month of May. And that could even be aggregated together from multiple users where you'll get paid out when it reaches a certain level. Right? Now, if you want to avoid fluctuations, 
<clears throat> I guess we would need some kind of Monero Bitcoin tether, for example, or different tethers or different exchanges of people willing to make those trades. We can talk about all that. <clears throat> But those are just details. The point is, is that, you know, that would offer you best the best privacy. Now, if you want to give real-time feedback to your podcaster through an app and you want to have this information public or public to the third-party middlemen, the hosting provider, then by all means. But this should be an option. It should be something that you choose. You choose how often you want to send it. You choose what information you want to send. And it shouldn't be baked in to the design of the payment system. You know. Because it could also be that um the app just tells me, hey, I mean, let's think about it. The app could just say to me, I could ask the app for a report and say, well, what podcasts do I listen to? And what are their value addresses? And at the end of the year, I just sum that all up and I manually authorize payments to them directly. Maybe I'll send them a check. You know, maybe I'll send them something in the mail. So that value payment information could be a P.O. box where I can send a check to. It could be a PayPal address. It could be any form. Right? It could be a webhook or a webpage. We could have multiple ways to pay. Mmm, let's go to coffee. So I really just want to uh, wake people up to this topic. I mean, as much as I like hype and I love new ideas, um, I definitely want to bring caution to the table on this topic. Yeah, so that's my message for today. And now you guys can turn off and then the rest of this podcast is going to be the stream of random I talk about stuff that no one's interested in. It's my therapy session. So I'm walking through some dark street in some Rust Belt town that used to be a grand town. With beautiful houses and they had quite the wealth here. Natural resources of coal and wood it's on one of the largest unnavigatable rivers in America the Susquehanna but um, I think the canal is not that far away and they had a railroad wow look at Orion look at these stars the stars are stunning up here 
So I spent the last two days working on this house and I got it all cleaned out. I removed all the personal artifacts yesterday, at least the ones that were packaged up. <clears throat> so I cleaned out a whole bunch of shelves and now it's going to be the time to go through these boxes and start sorting them, which is a pretty easy task. You can sit down, drink your coffee, and just go through case by case and sort them. Much easier than schlepping boxes up and down stairs and dealing with getting stuff off the floor. So we're reaching a state of a state of uh, stability now. And part of my daily walk, so I'm walking 45 minutes to the house, so I can do my podcast, I can do my walk, I can combine everything together. And do my therapy session. So I'm thinking about actually contributing work to this antenna pod, which is a great podcast app that I use. And um, well, the first thing that I don't like about Android is that these Android apps. They're written in Java, but I want it to run also on the desktop so I can actually test it without an emulator. Like, why do I need an emulator to run a Java app? So I think um, the first thing I want to do is try and port it to Java. get it running there without the emulator, running a native Java on the desktop. That will actually um, make it easier for me to develop and, and use. And in terms of features, I mean, AntennaPod just crashes on high volumes of high volumes of uh, podcasts. It absolutely loses it. It has some other slownesses to it. And I really want the annotation feature, voice commands. And I want to be able to comment, to uh, annotate a podcast so I can listen to some MP3 and then um, stop it basically hands-free with voice commands and then um, <clears throat> insert my uh, my clips. I talked about this on a couple of podcasts. That's what I really want. What I really want is the ability to walk down the street talking to myself, record a podcast, but also process an existing audio stream. 
that would be great. Right now I have to use this MP3 cutter, it's very annoying. And my workflow is very simple. It's either I listen to a clip and then I select stop, rewind, play it from the beginning, listen to it a couple times, and then say shorten it on the front, shorten it on the back, expand it on the front, expand it on the back. <clears throat> and then I'll say, okay, now let's annotate this, let's comment on it. And then it'll insert them both. And I'll put the comment in front, I'll introduce the clip. I guess I want to have an outro as well, but normally I don't. And that's how I process these. Um, these episodes. And I want to be able to do that all hands-free. Ideally while walking. And um, then publish it. And it could even be, well, I don't really want a server-side app. I could have some server-side functions. But um, ideally, it should all be integrated into my phone. And then from there, I can publish an RSS feed. Or publish it to Anchor. Or multiple um, podcast backends, streaming backends. And, um, you know, they say, uh, Adam says podcasting shouldn't be free. Well, archive.org isn't free, but it's definitely pretty damn good for archiving your audio. I haven't run into any censorship issues there yet. It's not a very nice interface, but that can be improved on with scripts. And I still believe that um, if you have enough copies of your thing on the interwebs, they're not all going to be taken down. So, and archive.org isn't free, it runs on donations. But I haven't heard of any same political bias on that system yet. These stars are so beautiful. Yeah, so let's switch some topics up now. I was on Twitter yesterday, or this morning, and this guy was lamenting 
the announcement from Joe Biden for a national ma mask mandate lockdown and saying that he's going to kill himself. And I noticed the people living in these big cities are really getting stressed out from, um, you know, he lives in Seattle. I was listening to Reichenwald. I guess he lives in New York. And they're really getting stressed out from the COVID. And I said to him that my lived experience in rural America has been totally different. I'm up here in upstate Pennsylvania, and the people are so nice. And hardly anyone's wearing a mask. And if you don't wear a mask, they don't say anything. And nobody's talking to nobody about anything like that. They're all very polite. And that could be that a lot of them have criminal records and everyone's afraid of each other, a certain amount of wariness. They don't all have criminal records, but there's a lot of ex-cons up here. Lots of uh, meth labs and stuff like that. Lots of drug recovery centers, so there's a certain amount of criminality, and I think people are more wary. Um, but it's also, you know, what do they say in Free Talk Live? Country mouse versus city mouse. And um, it's also deeply red up here. And, uh, you know, on this topic of elections and all that, <clears throat> I say we survived eight years of Obama, and if Biden wins, we'll survive eight years or four years of Obama. And if um, the Republicans can come up with someone who is <clears throat> trying to protect America, but not as abrasive or... You know, the problem with Trump is that he really upset people. But I guess that's how he won. So I don't know. Would he have won if he wasn't so upsetting? See, this is kind of like the Catch-22. <clears throat> and people are so relieved that he's gone. And I can understand that. On the other side, he hasn't conceded. And um, we should expect some legal stuff starting tomorrow. And I'm sure he's going to try and steal the show. Well, we'll see what happens. It's going to be entertaining at least. And I will give a couple of comments on it. But, um, I mean, it's really the question... I truly believe that America is strong enough to survive a bad president and that as much as people say it's going to be taken over, um, <clears throat> I don't think it is. I think it's a resilient uh, system that was designed to support and survive bad presidents. And that was the genius of the Founding Fathers. But it's definitely twisted 
says it's founding and adapted, but you know, I'm not going to get hysterical about any of this. I'm going to worry about the stuff that I can control. And uh, I didn't vote. I don't think my vote matters. And if you lived in um, rural red state Pennsylvania, well, your vote doesn't matter either because it appears they just had boxes and boxes of votes uh, showing up in the middle of the night. So, but also it's also the will of the people. We'll see what happens. But the funniest thing was yesterday, the dog voted in California. The lady had her service dog. This is on the No Agenda show. It was hilarious. So, that was pretty funny stuff. Anyway, um, I hope that uh, you enjoy this podcast, and I'm not going to make it a long one. So I'm going to cut it off here and just wish everyone a wonderful Monday. I'm going to try and get some work done. And uh, I'm going to listen to some more podcasts myself. And if you uh, like what I'm saying, let me know. And if you don't like what I'm saying, that's okay, too. You probably hung up already. Okay. Right then, we are going to record a second part of this episode. I just finished, God, let's see what time it is. 6.55, I just uh, spent the last period of time, I guess we could calculate it, uh, sorting through stuff categories. Got a whole bunch of electronic parts, what look like relays, and um, knobs, and parts, lots of electronic equipment, chess pieces, books, private papers, photographs, cassette tapes, LPs, paintings, sewing, glue, all types of uh, hardware, tools, been sorting it all out into little bins, going through boxes and boxes and just sorting it. And every time I sort out a box, I get a new box, so I get more and more bins to sort with. So it looks like we got a lot of electronic equipment to do some experiments with. The first thing I want to do is set up a sound system so I can blast podcasts in full full volume across the whole house. We got all these speakers, we got all these amplifiers, all these wires. 
So I want a Bluetooth sound system. Take an old cell phone, hook it up as a Bluetooth uh, transponder. You know, and that's what you really can use old phones for. It's like, oh, it's got a Bluetooth, it's got a Wi-Fi, it's got a camera, it's got a CPU. Let's root that thing, put some Linux on it, and use it as a router, use it as a Raspberry Pi. I'm going to start rooting old um, cell phones, I think. You know, if I don't need them for making phone calls, then why should I have a crappy OS? Oh my god, this guy's going fast. This guy's going fast across the bridge. And they are looking at me weird. Like, what is wrong with this guy walking? Something must be wrong with him. Close this jacket here. Yeah, they look at you like you're a homeless person if you actually walk here. It's pretty bad. I had the same thing in uh, Topeka, Kansas. They would drive by. I mentioned this. They drive by. Get a car! It's like, dude, I'm trying to save the planet. And um. There's an actual, you know, among the, see, this is where I really, really differ. Um, you know, there's, a, there's political lines, Republicans versus Democrats, where the Republicans actively fight against pedestrians. They don't support pedestrians. You know, they say we should be healthy, but they don't actually support people walking. They don't want to pay for sidewalks or snow shoveling or have anything actually for the community you know like some basic public services or having people being committed to supporting that and it's a real shame it's sad as Donald Trump would say we have the most beautiful view here it's amazing have the sun coming up across the tops of the mountains with clouds covering I really should snap a picture of this But I don't want to. It's very hard to capture spectral effects. It's better just to take them in. The clouds, the trees in the fog, maybe describing them to you would uh, let you imagine how beautiful it is. The multicolored trees rolling hills so yep I figure at this rate now got two more boxes of personal items that I missed not to bring those over but I'm really starting to consolidate and get faster at this so we should be able to get everything sorted and next I'm gonna go and start sorting the electronics better you know it's like first we sorted the 
to large categories, grobe kategorien, and then we can subdivide. Yeah, and one of our colleagues on this podcast, an occasional host, who's like, oh, so you're doing hashing. It's like, no, we're not using hashing. We're not hashing because hashing will produce random items into buckets. We're actually categorizing or classifying. Yeah, my fingers are quite cold. And it burns some calories. This is really in like a river valley, I think. It's this great plain. Um, that slopes down to the river. So I'm just thinking it was either a lake or where a glacier came through because it's absolutely flat. Yep. Oh, and I found some stamp making equipment which was quite interesting, and um, like rubber stamp, and a UV light, and I guess you print out, make a negative on, on this sheet, and then you expose it to UV light, and that will decode the, uh, degrade the uh, blocks so we can make our own stamps. That's pretty awesome. Lots of hardware, lots of boom boxes. Now these old boom boxes, imagine if I could take an old cassette player and a cell phone and just rip out the cassette tape deck and find the wires and hook up some kind of jack to um, to the cell phone. I could rig rig it up and then make a portable uh, boombox that would be pretty awesome a little touch screen for the cell phone running at Linux that'd be a great little project you know like revamp some of these things same thing with these cameras like make live stream video surveillance but also object recognition face recognition it's like someone that comes to the door like can't you do a face recognition on them so yeah is cold. Cold, cold, cold. 
so what's next? Well, I have these radio transmitters, which are essentially amplifiers, I think, and tuners. I need to figure out how to get those set up and how, the, how they all work. I haven't get my license again. And we got a couple of them, so we can use them for probably communicating with each other over the airwaves. I have four of them, and I hooked them up to some type of cell phone. I could probably... create some kind of transmission, some kind of data packet for sending data from one place to the other. Now I think there's a restriction that you can't be sending data that is encrypted over private use over like a public. You look into all that fun stuff. I need to get some fresh coffee. Yeah, so we're going to continue with our um, censorship um, our censorship debate. Now, the one thing that I really try to wrap my head around, and, you know, the thing is that these senators are so smart. They really know what's going on. I mean, all these people at our, at our very high level, even the Google guy, we haven't talk, listened to him yet, but he never answers on someone else's terms. He always answers on her, his own terms. And even, like, the Democrat lady, she's like, well, studies have shown that there's no censorship. And then she cites all those studies, but she doesn't address always but it's clear that there's censorship happening. And, um, like nowadays you can't say anything about nothing without getting uh, blocked. So <clears throat> that's why I'm really happy about my podcast that no one listens to. Because as long as no one's listening to it, it's not going to fall into the hands of the censors. It's only listened to by a few people then, um, you know, sleeping dogs lie, right? I guess we really have to get into um, this whole Facebook thing with encrypted messages in the image. I was talking about that in... Um, I was talking about that in for Stalinizer, which was, was the idea of encrypting your face with a picture of Stalin. 
and then it would be decoded um, by tr people who had the key, and they could see their real face. <clears throat> you could control who gets to see it or not. And I think that could be the same for, like, pictures on Facebook. Like, if you could actually post a picture, and that the algorithms of Facebook wouldn't be able to recognize what it is, but the people who or the intended audience would. Like, you'd have the secret Dakota keyring. Um, fool the uh, algorithms. I've been starting to mistype words or use leet speak for some things for that purpose to try and throw off the automatic censorship. I'm going to have to warm up soon. It was also cold there, and it's like the valley. The house was cold. It's like the valley um, around the water gets really cold. It collects the cold. It sinks down, and then the mist, the water, and the air really does the job. Yeah, we're going to have to uh, start looking into doing some coding for the uh, podcasting. Not just saying things, but actually showing that I can, what I can do. I found a library that... Um, supports lightning it's apache licensed for android so maybe we can use that and all i'm thinking is we need an attribute just to say well you know this is not just a lightning address like the payout it could have the address could be of different types it could just be an attribute or a sub, a sub node. Depending, I said he, he. David said he likes. Dave said he likes elements versus attributes. But I think the attribute could default to lightning, but it could also be something else. And as I said, we could just create a gateway for privacy. And um, you know, I could I could create a a node that would give you a privacy-focused um, payment gateway that would fit in the whole network. Like you would pay me in some privacy coin, and I would bundle up your payments and anonymize them for you. 
Well, that's what they're doing anyway. They're bundling them up and anonymizing, but still that bundler knows too much. So that's already the problem. And there's a problem with the currency swings. So you would have to um, basically get enough micropayments in to purchase the Bitcoin at the right rate. And you could also make money on arbitrage. If Bitcoin is going up, you could buy it ahead of time and then lead the market. I mean, this is all types of manipulation are possible. Like, if you know Bitcoin is going up and up and up, so you buy some cheap and keep it, and then when the um, when your clients come in and they're like, oh, I want to send some Bitcoin, you're like, sure, I'll send some Bitcoin for you. And you send it from your old stock that you bought cheap but you charge them um, the same price. You know, this is for the Monero thing. You know, that's kind of some interesting stuff that you could do. They're literally dumping their garbage into the burning pile. Good morning. Yeah. Some sometimes you have an, an awkward moment. Basically, underwear in her nightgown, throwing garbage into her burner pile. That's kind of awkward. Best is going to the other side of the street. Say good morning. So, this is part of the live performance art of this podcast. You get to experience all types of stuff with me on the streets. <sighs> yeah, I don't want to really disclose my location, as I said. I mean, I'm sure you could figure it out by now. 
but I don't really want to name it. I want to protect the innocent. But there's definitely the smell of garbage being burnt in the air here. It's pretty bad. But I'm warming up, getting away from the uh, river. Get my steps in. So, uh, let's uh, talk about some more tech ideas, some applied technology. So we spend so much time talking about theoretical computer science. The application of all of this is where the rubber meets the road, where things actually happen. And they're a lot dirtier than you think. We got wires, we have actual physical things, we have actual bits and bytes, registers that have to be filled, interrupts that have to be called, low-level stuff, data buses, and a whole set of technologies for measuring and checking and tools for all of that. And there is a beauty in the physical implementation of technology, in mechanics, in how clocks work, in how computers work, in the tick-tock, the clackety-clack, the different interwoven moving parts, atoms being <coughs> pressed against each other, electronics, electrical signals being carried how it all fits together it's amazing the timer clock cycles I mean how does it actually work how does a timer chip work like you've got some quartz crystal some crystal when you apply energy to it it hums it resonates it vibrates <clears throat> I think that's how it works that's what I remember at least correct me if I'm wrong it's got to have a certain degree of purity I suppose a certain form I suppose and then those crystals will hum and those are the timer chips and those timer chips are the clocks and everything else is based around that small amounts of electricity being released with transistors tiniest transistors, micro, nano, bits of wire, and nanotransistors. 
if there's a voltage on this part, it allows the voltage to pass through. If there's no voltage, it allows no voltage to pass through. Or is it the other way around? If you apply voltage, it stops it from going through. I guess it really doesn't matter. In any case, you have these gates or locks or switches that are triggered electronically. It's all set up to read programs from memory. As long as I can read the program from memory, it's not hard-coded. It just fetches an instruction and runs it. Okay, we got more people coming up. Now I'm just going to stop talking when I reach them. So if you hear a pause, you'll know why. Mismatching gloves. Morning, guys. in their trucks, out in the run, standing 10 feet away. The air smells so bad from the pollution. So I want you to turn that thing off. It's like I smell it 20 feet down the road. All right. So, yeah, these gates, these switches are so interesting. And then the computer is just fetching an instruction. It reads the instruction. It decodes the instruction. It sets up that instruction to execute. <clears throat> and then it runs the next instruction, and it's a pipeline. And unless there's a jump, It'll just keep on reading sequentially through a block, and there'll be a straightforward pipeline. So every if statement that you have, or every loop that you do, can break that pipeline. Otherwise, it's just going to chug along and execute a stack of instructions. It's like, look at this card, do it. 
do the next card, do it, and keep on going down the stack. It's pretty simple. Simple yet very, very complicated. So I suppose, I suppose, I'm going to go for another walk with my son this morning because he's starting to like to walk with me and I get him set up for school. So yeah, I enjoyed shooting the bull with you guys and uh, philosophizing. We're going to get into some applied, some applications. We're not going to get lost into the theoretical. We're just going to warn that we can't really fathom the depth of what those instructions can be. So. It's kind of an interesting way to look at it. It's like it could be very, 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 very complex or very, very simple. But the computer just does it. Or it fails, or it goes into an infinite loop, but it doesn't care. The computer doesn't care if it's in an infinite loop or not. There's no break. There's no switch. The computer doesn't know if the loop is going to terminate. Because the procedure to determine if the loop's going to terminate, again, can cause another infinite loop. If you follow, you dig. So there's no catching itself. It's like... It's a very, very tricky situation. And that's kind of like the situation we're in with the... Um, the Senate because these are two parties clashing and they have a lot of people behind them and a lot of deep thought multi-dimensional chess I suppose I mean they've thought about this whole thing so many times and um, we're gonna see how they interact but they're always polite and really You know, they're representing different political points. But, um, it's really... The lady said it's within their right to do what they're doing. It's within their right to censor you. You have no expectation of being seen. Right? If I produce some crappy podcast, I have no expectation that anyone is going to actually listen to it. Right? 
I have no expectation of being surfaced in the search. Apple doesn't have to allow me to even show up in their index, right? I could be in there already with a do not add because X, Y, and Z, right? Or low quality flag or whatever. Like, that's not freedom of speech because I am speaking. It's freedom of press for them to press whatever they want and publish what they want. Right? Now, if I were to rent my own um, internet and then um, if I were to rent my own internet server and drive people there, then that would be freedom of my press. You see? But it's really the question of capturing the public. Like, how do you even get traffic? And whatever traffic you want. And these are things that I need to grapple with here. Um, because not all of my listeners will support all of the things I'm saying, or even, you know, uh, be interested in it. Like, who am I speaking to? Now, I think Dave or Adam was saying, well, it's not necessarily what you say, it's like, people are buying into your, like, subscribing to you. Right? They are, uh, wow, is that a sewage treatment plant? They're buying into you as a person or you as a personality. You know, and that's an interesting way of looking at it. It's like, well, what is my... What is my personality? Maybe I'm too abrasive. And it really, uh, we're getting into all types of stuff here. And, um, well, in any case, stuff for me to think about and um, stuff for us to talk about, maybe. I don't really know. Um, I don't really know. Okay, well, that, there's a propane, and that's a sewer. So, yeah, that was some pretty stinky shit. But the propane smells worse than the sewer. The sewer actually smelled quite clean, like I didn't smell anything. So they're doing quite a job. I guess they don't have as much uh, poop as they have in Trenton. Because, boy, that smells bad there. Oh, my God. Just driving by. Okay. Well, I think we are done for our talk today. And, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening to the second half of this uh, episode. I hope you have a great day. 
I already wished you that, but I'm going to wish you again. It really smells like this propane is leaking. I can smell it. It also says danger, no smoking. Yeah, it's like, shit, the air is full of propane. They put that smell in the gas as a warning because it normally has no smell at all. So that bad smell they put in the propane gas, just an agent. All right. So I will see you on tomorrow's episode or maybe I'll record another segment today. I don't know. Adios. Let's hope that this recorder actually worked. Oh yeah, it worked.